0: So um, welcome to the Southern Alberta Council of Public Affairs. Mm-hmm. My name is Mark Edel. I'll be the moderator today. So a few uh, uh, things to do first is uh, make sure, please, to turn off your cell phones, and <laughs> especially the speaker. And then uh, the talk and the questions and answers will be recorded and will be available on the SACPA website, as well as a Shaw TV uh, daily broadcasts. Uh, there'll be 40, $14 for lunch, so if you're going to stay for lunch, if you could please put $14 in the bowl, in, uh, on the basket in front of you, and then have someone at your table count it. If you'd like to stay just for coffee, then it's $2 for coffee. Um, we'll have about 25 to, 35, to 30 minutes for the presentation, and then we'll follow with a half-hour lunch break, and then we will have a half hour question and answer period. So today, I'd like to uh, welcome Jim Stile, who's uh, going to speak to us about electric cars. Uh, Jim was born in Saskatchewan, and he was raised in Alberta. He showed promise early on when he opened his uh, first uh, little business, which was a bicycle repair shop at age 15. He uh, then went on and taught high school in many countries, and he liked to do demonstrations, experiments as a way of teaching. For instance, he taught he, when he taught high school physics and chemistry. For instance, in Australia, the, he and his students built a fully enclosed solar electric bicycle and entered it in the 3,000-kilometer World uh, Solar Challenge. But I don't know what happened. Uh, did you win? <laughs>
1: uh, the wheels fell off.
0: Recently. Oh, the wheels fell off. Okay. <laughs> So, in uh, 2016, Jim converted his classic Volvo into an electric vehicle, and this enthusiasm soon mixed with his entre- entrepreneurial spirit, and he co-founded a company called Go Electric in Calgary, where they import electric vehicles for resale and convert classic cars into EVs. So, today's talk is entitled... Oh, I have electric... Yeah. Oh, it's on there, yeah. Okay, sure. What is holding back the adoption of electric cars? And uh, please give a warm welcome to Jim. Thank you.
1: All right, how close do I have? Okay, that's not bad. Uh, I have a, um, a recent dairy allergy, and so my voice is really croaky, uh, but there's no germs involved, just so you know. <clears throat> So I want to thank Mark a lot for inviting me down here and it's not exactly uh, the Royal Society but I really appreciate and respect what you guys are doing down here and I'm glad to be a part of it Um, and nice to be in Lethbridge too. Um, I grew up in Red Deer and I didn't really get to travel very much but I do have very many fond memories of Lethbridge. No lie, no lie. Um, so, hard to know where to start, but uh, this is just a sampling of some of the news, art, news items that were around this week in my news feeds. This is an article about whether electric vehicles are safer than gas vehicles. And I can assure you that's a gas vehicle burning like that. Uh, the Chinese are going really big on electric cars. Oh, you, can you see that on there? No sorry <clears> hope <throat> not too many of my slides turn out that way and uh, I, I'm not this could be fake news <laughs> a friend of mine sent that to me I thought that was pretty funny um, a little bit about what I'm not going to talk about uh, although I think probably everyone here or anyone who's interested in electric cars is appreciates their their um, environmental lack of impact, if I could say, or the benefit of owning an electric car. Um, so other than just mentioning that, I'm I'm not here to, um, to um, preach about global warming or anything. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was that I'll try, I will not be um, delving too heavily into the technical side of things, which uh, I would more or less tend to do otherwise, since I'm an electrical engineer and I like to build electric cars. But... Uh, I think, I think you don't need to know the inner workings of an electric car to uh, own one. Basically, you just need to know what electric cars can do and what they can't do and what you should do and what you shouldn't do with an electric car and uh, and then you can happily own and drive one. So um, if there are any people who have like detailed technical questions, well, we are going to have that half hour afterwards, uh, after the lunch or just approach me privately. Um, there's a few things that I won't be able to avoid, but uh, if, you, um, if you get really overwhelmed, uh, Mark told me that the l- audience is largely gonna be as I see it here, which is uh, uh, open-minded, retired people, I guess. And I, um, because I'm a teacher, I, I try to include a lot of slides. So if, if you do get overwhelmed, just turn your hearing aid off and you can just watch the pictures. <laughs> Oh, geez, I'm way behind on my slides. Okay, there we are. (laughs) Uh, That's a Tesla battery pack, in case you don't know what that is. That sits on the floor of a Tesla, underneath the floor of a Tesla, and that's all armoured and insulated, and there's heating and cooling inside of there and all the electronics and everything, but uh, that's it. That's the most technical part of the whole talk right there. Uh, There's a picture of the right and left brain because I want to give you lots of pictures so you can remember stuff in a different way. Oh, I hope I don't fall behind on the slides. Uh, So to start with, I thought I would just give you the uh, first page of the uh, FAQ page on my website, you know, where you have questions about electric cars. And the the first thing is just so that people get used to the term EV and hybrid and ICE, or uh, also called an ICE vehicle. So um, these are just some definitions. An electric vehicle is something which is driven by an electric motor using electricity supplied by onboard batteries. So electric vehicle could be a quad or a bicycle or a motorcycle or or anything. So um, mostly we talk about electric cars, but EV is sort of the thing that groups them all together. a hybrid vehicle is an EV. It is driven by electric motor and batteries, but a hybrid also has a gasoline motor and the gasoline motor can take over and drive the wheels or the uh, electric motor and the gas motor can drive the wheels at the same time. The, the, the point of a hybrid is uh, you need a smaller battery and you recharge the battery by uh, braking. It's called regenerative braking, another technical thing, but uh, it's basically uh, reduces the wear and tear on your brakes, and you charge your motor when you're stepping on the brakes instead of wearing them out. <coughs> and the newer hybrids are called plug in hybrids, so those are PHEVs. And a plug in hybrid has a bigger battery that you can drive your car on for maybe. Up to 150 kilometers, what I've written here, but that's a little ambitious for most plug-in hybrids. Um, I'll talk more about hybrids later, and then a BEV, you know, I didn't have, I don't have that on here, but a BEV is a battery electric vehicle. If I use that term later on, you'll just need to know what it means. And then an ICE is an internal combustion engine vehicle, and um, uh, typically referred to as an ICE vehicle and uh, we all know what those are so I don't have to say any more about that. So um, I own a store, a business as you guys heard, and we're trying to do everything to do with electric vehicles and, and really carry the torch and get out there for electric vehicles. <clears throat> and um, I find when people come to me, they basically all have a sort of the same needs. They have a set of questions and those questions are sort of like this. This is kind of, I think, um, uh, the check checklist. People need to know, is an electric car practical? And the answer is, pretty much, depending on what you can afford, right? I'll talk more about these questions later. What is charging an electric vehicle like? People have a, just don't, don't understand. So that, that's something that we have to communicate easily or t- clearly. Again, it's very simple. How much do I have to pay? Okay, and that does depend on what kind of range needs requirements you have. Do I need to buy a new one or a used one? And again, um, <clears throat> there are reasons why you want to buy one or the other. Et cetera, et cetera. How do I decide which vehicle do I own? Or should I wait until another vehicle comes along that's maybe going to even be even better. And, um, you know, probably a lot of those questions are quite meaningful to you, I would would imagine, right? If you're curious about electric vehicle, those are the the kind of things you you probably want to know the answer to. Or or maybe you came here because you want to invest in Tesla. Or, maybe you want to, thinking about lithium mines. Or companies. Oh, that's Tesla. Sorry, that's back. There's Tesla. That's a company that builds uh, chargers, and you can see they're a latecomer, but they're starting to grow. And this is a lithium mining company. And Ford Motor Company. <laughs> so uh, electric vehicles. Um, there really are very few obstacles to their actual coming forward practical, or there are some practical obstacles, but technically electric vehicles are here and they're going to continue to be here for a long time. Um, Right now, I consider EV owners to fall into one of two categories. I would like there to be more middle ground, but right now, typically EV owners are either the committed meaning they're like, oh, I've got to get an electric car because I'm going to save the planet, and it's the right thing to do. Or they're the reckless, they're the ones who are like, oh, I want to get an electric car, and I'm going to get one right now, and I don't, I'll figure out how it works later.
0: <laughs> that was
1: me. <laughs> I decided to build one, though, instead of buy one. Um, oh, hit the page too soon. But um, seriously, the, uh, the, the main obstacle for these people in this room, or, or most people, the people that I deal with, uh, who come to me and are curious about electric cars, is that they don't know enough about them. And, and I actually, I, oh, there we are, I've got to keep up with these slides. And that, that's what I mean, and so I, oh, darn, well, There's a line on the bottom of the graph, (laughs) and um, this graph, I I came up with this more or less myself, and I I think it illustrates the the problem that people have taking that leap to to buying an electric car. There's an interest there, but um, on the disruptiveness scale, electric vehicles are quite disruptive in the sense that, like, people can't really get their head around what they actually are. And for the automotive industry, electric cars are are, are going to be extreme, extremely disruptive, and, and and I'll speak more about that later. Uh, but uh, way over on the on the left, somewhere there is this disruptiveness. And can you see that one? Oh, good. Okay. So there you see EVs on the far right, and if following along to the left, something that is not disruptive, like uh, buying a pair of shoes. Uh, People basically know lots about it, and they don't have any problem buying a pair of shoes, even if they look a little different than the other pair of shoes. But as you move further to the right, you can see that the the range of what we know about things as they get more and more disruptive, that kind of cloud there, it's heading down towards not knowing a lot anymore. And then that dotted line there, I haven't come up a name for that dotted line, but that dotted line is the point where people start to feel uncomfortable because they... They don't even know what they don't know about it. Like, it's okay when you buy a pair of shoes and you're like, okay, so uh, are these waterproof or is this new stuff on this any good? And da, da 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 da, right? You know, you can get past that. But you look at an electric car and people are like, they don't know what to ask. How does it work? You know, uh, the, 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 people are just like you guys now, just really quiet. <laughs> So, um, I, I feel that um, in terms of what's holding back adoption of electric vehicles to the general public, I feel what's needed is education. I'm not a big fan of incentives. Like I believe in Ontario, there was like fourteen thousand dollar incentive to buy an electric car, which just got cut. Someone nodded there. I think ten thousand, maybe fourteen. In Quebec, I think it's ten thousand, and there are these big incentives and. Yeah, it, it, people might buy an electric car because they do a little research and they get one and it's like $10,000 cheaper or whatever. But I would prefer that that money was spent on education. Teaching people about the benefits of an electric car, and I mean, globally and, and also personally because, you know, they are the right, they're, they're a smart thing to do financially as well. a friend of mine coined this phrase. He said, "Rather than bribe people to buy an electric car, it'd be better to educate them, and they'll buy one willingly." So, the the, the question is then, uh, you know, where 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 do electric cars stand now, in the uh, in the realm of what's available, and how much does it cost, and what's coming up in the future for electric cars? And, I'm talking about you as a consumer. I'll, I'll talk about manufacturing and stuff later. But here you can see that I, I, I feel like just about everything to do with electric cars is so new that people are, are really hesitating to get one. Oh, I gotta go back, not that slide. Um, <clears throat> this morning when I got up, uh, my computer was frozen. And I had not saved all my data from the night before. So I virtually have no more slides, although I had quite a few of them, (laughs) and uh, so I'm just going to have to go from my notes and I can't even song and dance too much because I have to stand right next to this to this microphone. But um, what I wanted to talk about next was, so what what, what's available now in terms of electric vehicles? What's available in the short term? What's available in the medium term? What's available in the long term? And you know, how, how would that affect individual's uh, decision to buy an electric car or not. (coughs) So, currently, um, (coughs) you can buy a Tesla. Tesla has been available for a while, and I have absolutely nothing bad to say about a Tesla. I I just can't afford one. Does anyone here own a Tesla? One. Anybody else here own any other electric cars? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, good. And how many people here would like their next car to be an electric car? Yeah, quite a few, eh? That's that's good. I would like to invite uh, the owners of electric cars later, when we have the question period, maybe to uh, come up here to answer questions as well, if that's possible. Just so you know in advance. And there's only one microphone, so I don't know how that'll work. But uh, um <clears throat> So right now you can buy a Tesla. And there are another a number of other electric vehicles that are out there uh, that you can buy brand new. The Nissan Leaf has been around since 2011. And uh, the brand new list, Nissan Leaf oh, it might have a range of about 400 kilometers. Most of the newer, the brand new EVs now, they pack those batteries in on the floor there, and they have a range of about 400 kilometers. Um, there's one all wheel drive electric vehicle now out, which is the, oh, other than the Tesla, which is the uh, Uh, Mitsubishi Kona Um, and a lot of people come to me and they're shopping for an electric vehicle and they're like well yeah you know I could buy a Kona or you know I went and shot test drove the Tesla and I put down in a pause of three years ago and I'm trying to decide whether I'm actually gonna go through with it or not and uh, it depends largely on what your driving needs are is, is what I say to them if you only have one car in your family then you may need that 400 kilometer range. Um, some people that I've spoken to said, oh no, I'll just rent a car for the two weeks, you were one, and uh, th- that'll be fine. And the rest of the time, I always drive around this city. Uh, the, the hybrids are, are awesome. There's some really good hybrids out there. Somebody I know just bought one, and I drove here in one today and so a hybrid allows you to drive around in the city all day long with between, say, on the low end, 30, and on the high end, over, up over 100 kilometers of electric range. And then the gas motor kicks in, and you can drive another 300 kilometers or something like that. So that's a plug-in hybrid. Um, hybrids are quite expensive, though. So a, a lot of the people that come to me, they say, well, look, we've already got two cars gas cars. And we're thinking of selling one and using that as our commuter car and keeping our gas car for those long trips or the truck for pulling the trailer. See some people nodding their heads. And um, <clears throat> and so they don't need to spend $50,000 on an electric car. And that's where my business comes in. And actually, I was thinking about this on the way here today. And I, I belong to, uh, I can throw this slide in here, the Electric Vehicle Association of Alberta. And this is, uh, I think their face, this is their Facebook page. And this is a wonderful resource, right? Like I, I can't say enough about uh, news articles that come on there regularly and discussions and people post stuff on there that's like, oh, electric cars are so bad because of this reason. And then everyone kind of grinds it down and dissects it. And, and so you find find uh, the right information and the wrong information on there. If you know what I'm saying, you find stuff on there that people post that's misin- misinformation. That's what I want to say. So I, I highly recommend the EVAA. And uh, what I was going to say though from that, about that right now is that um, most of the people that I've met on EVAA, if they do not own a Tesla, then they have bought a used electric vehicle. And buying a used electric car, <clears throat> typically means you're getting something coming out of California, where there's a big incentive on there, which drives down the price. And you can buy a used electric car, which will be a commuter car only. Two, three years ago, the the ranges on these vehicles wasn't uh, anywhere near 400 kilometres. But um, that's the the other choice you have, which is a really practical one, is 95% of your driving, just get a used one. Oh, oh, geez! Did that come up on the screen? Oh, I just got some message here. Oh, it's gone. I Think I touched something. Um, so, uh, so what's the? Uh, would should you buy an electric car now, or should you wait? Right. And honestly, I, I don't think things are going to change that much in the electric car world for about five years. The the technology of the motor and the controller and the, all the gadgets and gadgets and everything like that, that's pretty well established and nothing significant is going to change. They're they're may, maybe going to be able to cram in a, a few more batteries in, in these cars, but the battery technology is the thing that's making electric vehicles what they are now, which is a going concern. And um, the the next big step in electric vehicles is going to be when solid state batteries are brought online and, and and there are billions of dollars being spent uh, by a couple of groups, consortiums funded by the the OEMs the, the big the big auto manufacturers and they are working hard on making solid state batteries and a solid state battery is is kind of like an LED is to a normal light bulb a normal light bulb you turn it on, you turn it on, you turn it on, you turn it off, eventually it kind of wears out and dies. Uh, Solid-state batteries on the other hand, they're going to be able to take a charge really fast, they're going to be able to hold more charge, and they're going to be able to take that charge more often. So in five years or so, and I, I... it could be more, it could be a little bit less, but they barely exist now in the laboratory. But as as, as, we, as I stand here, there's billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent on this. So this is going to be the future for electric vehicles. It's going to be solid state batteries. And at that point, uh, just it's going to be great. Um, until then, I think the existing lithium batteries that are being used, um, they are going to be able to reduce the amount of cobalt in these batteries. And, you know, they are going to be able to make them a little smaller, and they need to work a little bit more on heating and cooling the batteries. And so there, there will be some tweaks on the batteries. But EVs have been around now since 2011, are still around. And I had a guy come in the shop the other day, he says, yeah, I got a 2011 Nissan LEAF. Isn't there any maintenance I can do on this? <laughs> like, I've looked in the manual. There's nothing to do. How's it working for you? It's working great. I said, okay, well, we can test your brake fluid and see if you need to replace your brake fluid. But, uh, you know, they, they, they seem to age very gracefully and slowly. Oh, and there's only five minutes left. <laughs> and um, and so uh, there's nothing wrong with buying an electric vehicle now. And they will, even when there's like 60 kilometers range left on that, for a lot of people, that's still their daily drive. And I think in small towns, et etc., et instead of buying a beater for driving around, you must well buy an electric car and don't pay any maintenance. So I think they'll be good, and they will continue to be good. And then they will get better. But it's going to be a while. You should know that. Um, so I talked a bit about incentives, in terms of what the future holds. And I, I don't see incentives in Alberta anytime soon. And I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm not against that. I would like to see education, and I would like to see infrastructure Charging uh, so that people feel more comfortable owning them and and on the highways making longer trips um, but the the um the snag I think on the future of electric vehicles is going to be the auto manufacturers uh, currently, every electric vehicle sold except for the Tesla loses money the 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 manufacturers know they have to make them and they're spending the money on their research, but to actually produce them and sell them, until the market is such that they can make large numbers of them, they lose money on every one. And the other, so so they're slowing their offerings of electric vehicles and as anyone, many people that I've spoken to say, they're like, well, It's really hard to buy one in Alberta. You want to buy a brand new one, you got to hunt around. And and so that's a bit of a problem. Uh, And I don't know what to do about it. And then the other thing is that uh, dealerships either don't know a lot about them, um, are actively uh, discourage their purchase, which is very, very common. I went into a Volkswagen dealership about two months ago and asked about an e-golf, and he said, We don't have them and we don't recommend you buy one. I said, Okay. And I hear this all the time from, from people who've gone to dealers. And one guy said, Oh my God, they're dangerous. This is the head of the service department. I said, uh, We don't want to service them because they're 400 volts. And I'm like, Yeah, there's a big red knob. You turn the red knob and then you work on the brakes. Like, are you afraid of your stove? <laughs> Um, So, the dealers are a a problem, and I think um, deep down there's, if they don't know it already, they should be worried because of the servicing aspect, because most dealerships make more than half of their income from servicing electric vehicles. A lot of that is warranty work, and they get paid by the the manufacturers for their warranty work. But that is going to reduce considerably with electric vehicles, and so... I don't really know what's gonna happen to the dealership model. The uh the OEMs are gonna hold back <clears throat> on electric vehicles until they can ramp up their production. And I believe they're also holding back until they can uh you know integrate solid state batteries. And uh but of course they all wanna say they're doing it and they wanna be seen as as supporting the environment, et cetera, et cetera. But uh it's a kind of a um, um, uh, catch-22. If they build a lot of them, they'll go out of business. <laughs> so they, they really have no, not a lot of choice. They, it's going to take some time for electric vehicles to really grow. Um, i just about out of time, so I'm just going to flip through here. Uh, I didn't talk about charging at all. I'm sorry that... Um, I've driven my electric car now for a year and a half and other than uh, a few road trips like I have did today I've never plugged it in anywhere else but at home and that's what you need to remember. If you want to buy an electric car you are just gonna be charging the darn thing at home and don't worry about all those other charging stations. I think it's a waste of time to put them in in town. <clears throat> um, oh I was going to talk about EV ownership and I just didn't get to it but that's really what's important, I think, in terms of getting over the fear of owning an electric car is what's it like to actually own one, like what I just described. I've owned this electric car, you know, in the winter, the range goes down, but I still don't worry about it. I just plug it in at night, and, you know, I can talk about my own driving habits and stuff, but uh, um, I think uh, the last thing I was going to say is uh, saying that I used to uh, uh, sometimes talk about with my students, and that is that Life is the hardest teacher because the test comes first and the lesson afterwards. And I think with uh, what I've given you today now, it's it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with it. And I wish you all the best. Thank you.